Hello and welcome to the Beat is for Brutal podcast episode 2. Today we have a new co-host, Grayson from the Claw Show on YouTube, the person who introduced me to UFC and MMA. Hello, I'm Grayson. I will be joining you and your uh, adventures with us through MMA on this new show. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of MMA. The first card I ever watched was uh, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz 2. And ever since then, I have just been starstruck by the sport. It stole my viewership from NBA, NFL, everything else. And now every weekend we watch the cards. I rarely, rarely miss them. And, uh, yeah, that's our so, so little intro here. So what are we going to talk about next here, Deja? You got some stuff? So we're going to start off with the news here. Um, make sure you check out our memes on the show's Instagram page. We've got a lot of good Joe Rogan memes here. You know, everybody's been taking their turn making fun of Joe Rogan, so I thought I'd join in. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't know if you guys saw the Bare Knuckle Fight Championship. Did you see that one? No, I didn't watch Bare Knuckle. So they had uh, BKFC 19 in Tampa, you know, Champa Bay. We're a big fan. We just moved here. Loving the area. And the rapper, Blueface Baby. Oh, my baby. Yeah, oh, my baby. He fought uh, Kane True Hilla. Did he bust him wide open? No. You would, you would think, but it was pretty interesting. It was a uh, TikTok star, and one of the things that first caught my eye is the height and weight difference. Were they difference? Can you pull me up a picture of how they looked on here? Yeah. He fought a TikTok here. guy. All right, let's see. Let's him. Let's see this fight here. Yeah, I don't know. I just know his his songs, you know. Um, she called me daddy. I don't even know her mama. But I guess he, uh, was this like a beef or is he out of money? Something like that. Do you know any of the backstory to it? No, I don't know really of the backstory, backstory. Uh, behind it except for Kane, uh, True Hilo is what we're going to go with. Apparently stole a beat from him or something and they decided uh, to it fight. Was a beef. So. It was a beef fight. Okay. I was going to say, because BKFC doesn't generally pay that much. So it was a beef fight here and he beat, beat him up pretty bad. Is Oh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't really fair enough to kind of make a decision considering Blueface was about a foot taller than this guy and pretty heavier than him as well. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty interesting. Um, uh, you'll have to show it to me later. I, didn't, I haven't watched it. And Bare Knuckle is pretty interesting. I mean, it's kind of like a circus act in a way, but I like that um, they start directly in front of each other, the toe-the-line thing, and how they have to hit each other before they leave that little circle. That's an interesting twist that they do over there. Um, did any, anything interesting happen during the fight with Blueface Baby? Well, I think the most interesting part is the fans definitely got more for their money this time because Blueface was also attacked by a fan right after winning his exhibition match while he was still in the ring, uh... The guy actually got arrested, and that's pretty interesting. I took a look at him. He's a pretty sketchy-looking character. <laughs> He's a Florida man, probably. Yeah, definitely Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> a Florida native getting in there. So he wanted some smoke from yeah, Blueface he Baby. he wanted the smoke. He, Blueface Baby. He figured Blueface was still warmed up, so I'm going to get a piece of that action there. <laughs> Maybe, I guess he probably wasn't, he was, probably wasn't impressed with his performance then if he thought he could take him. Yeah, for sure, and you know, maybe we'll think about putting Blueface on our Fighter of the Week. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, 
Last week I started on Wednesday, Fighter of the Week. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, definitely send us a DM and let us know who do you think should be Fighter of the Week. Where should they send you a message? They should send us a message on Instagram. The podcast Instagram is again. B is for Brutal. Again, that is B is for Brutal. And that is on Instagram. You have a Facebook page? We do have a Facebook page still getting that warmed up. So there's not much oh, on okay. there. But, you know. It's only episode two, so the way she goes sometimes getting her piece together little by little all right so um we'll be start talking about what are you looking forward to in ufc for like in general or next week's well, card? matchups you like what your predictions may be yeah for this and um, well for this weekend i mean the co-main event is or i mean the main event is nice uriah hall versus sean strickland that's a good main event. I also like, uh, which I guess would you, I mean, we can talk more about that. For Uriah Hall, Sean Strickland. I like Sean Strickland a lot because anybody who talks shit. Oh, can I swear on here? Just a little bit. Only, only once in a while. Okay, so he talks smack while he's fighting. I don't know if you watched the one with me when he fought. What was the guy? His first name was Jack. I can't remember what his name was, but it was something Jack something. And when Sean Strickland was fighting him, he was winning the whole fight. And he, at the end of the fight, he's like, come on, Jack. We're going to stand in the center, Jack. I'm going to give you a chance to win. I'm going to give you a chance to win, Jack. Come on. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love the trash talk, honestly. Yeah. That's one reason why I got into UFC is saying, like, uh, Conor McGregor and a lot of other fighters talking trash. Because it really hypes you up and builds up the momentum yeah, going into the Connor. fight. Yeah, especially Conor. I shared some of those Conor McGregor memes as well, so make sure you check out the Instagram and check out those as well. Yeah, that'll be a... And you'll like it because they're both strikers. Uriah Hall's a little gun-shy, and Sean Strickland is pretty volume-heavy on his striking. So I'm going to lean towards Sean Strickland in that one, but Uriah Hall has power. And yeah. he has got... He's very accurate. He's got great striking, and he's just a little timid at times. It almost seems like he's afraid to get in there because he has been knocked out before like Paulo Costa knocked him out and both of these guys could put each other away so Sean Strickland used to fight at 170 though so he's a little small for 185 I'm not sure what the reach advantage who's got the reach advantage in that one but I'm still I'm gonna lean towards Sean Strickland I think the volume is gonna pay pay off better and the in the five rounds than uh, being a little timid because Uriah, Uriah Hall only throws like usually about 15 punches around, which he lands, and Sean Strickland gets into 20, 30 strikes around, which is double. So if he can, you know, work the outside and not get tagged, then uh, I think he'll get a decision out of it. Yeah, and that's the type of fighting I like. I love the punches, I love the leg kicks, and I like a lot of action in the fights as well. Yeah. Yeah, that one should be pretty good on the action. Um, another matchup I'm looking forward to this weekend, which you might not like because he is a wrestler. Is I think is how you say it, is Orion or Orion uh, Kosi. He's one of the Kosi brothers. He was on Contender. Him and his brother were on the same episode of Contender together. His brother's a striker, but he's a wrestler. His brother put up a good fight, but lost in his debut. But I look forward to watching him again. But I think he's undefeated, Orion Kosi, and. Um, and he's fighting Philip Rowe. He uh, won in the Contender Series, yeah. and he's zero and one in the UFC right now. So yeah. he's got a little bit of motivation to win this fight. Yeah, a lot of the Contender guys have a hard time when they actually get to the show. 
Yeah, the UFC is pretty stacked. They've got some great fighters. Another reason why I love to watch it, just so much talent for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, nowadays, compared to what it used to be, there's so much more talent. Specialists don't make it as far as they used to, and things yeah. like that. Do you Definitely have any, helps to be well-rounded. Do you have any matchups you're looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Young. The rematch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the that rematch. rematch in October. <laughs> Very excited for this one, for sure. Uh, last fight, Peter Young, I know he was winning the whole time, for sure, so I'm excited to see... If um, Aljamain Sterling has improved or how much he's improved, and yeah, he's especially gonna... in this short amount of time, and if I he's mean... enjoying his championship, you know, <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> well, I mean, he uh, Piotr Jan did break the rules. He, it was an illegal knee, so I mean, you can't really argue with that. It was illegal. You're not allowed to knee a downed opponent in the head. You can knee him to the body, but not to the head. So he did lose. But he really was working him, and Al Jermaine did not have much form. I mean, I'm not, you'd have to, I think he went like 1 for 15 on takedowns, and I think Piotr Jan just was like 7 of 7, and he wasn't even committing on the ground. Like, he would just throw him to the ground, let him get back up, and then hit him with strikes. And so, it is interesting, because Al Jermaine, though, say what you will about him, about how he was... Might people think he faked and overplayed getting kneed in the head. But he does get in there when he fights. He does not give up. He will go the whole time. He will not back up and you know, he'll get in there. He'll he'll put up he'll put on a show, so say what you will about him, he'll put on a show and that's really what matters to me more than anything, is I want people to get in there and fight. Actually make the fight happen. Yeah, that's what I love most about UFC, is you always know, most of the time, it's going to be a show, it's going to happen fast, and that's what I love to see. Yeah. Um, and another thing I love about the UFC and MMA is the um, the Ultimate Fighter show that recently returned, and we'll talk about that. Don't want to get hit, don't want to get knocked out. I love that show so much, oh my god, I love it. I cannot get enough of the Ultimate Fighter. This season's been... People haven't really liked it. Some of the 185ers have been, eh, you know, they've been okay. Some more impressive than the others. But I have been loving the Bantamweight fights. Yeah, just to clarify, 185 is middleweight. Is that correct? 185 is middleweight. 135 is Bantamweight. Got it. They've got two weight classes on there. And there's two guys on there specifically who I really like at Bantamweight. I've been Ricky Tercio. He was on... uh, contender as well and uh oh my goodness what's the other guy's name that we like vincent murdoch yeah vincent, vincent murdoch had a great fight it's been a couple weeks since he fought they're not fighting each other yet i they each have uh they're in the semifinals now they're slated against other opponents um who are they fighting do you have it up here yeah i do here we've got uh ricky versus Ludwig. oh yeah 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 he's fighting he's, the, uh, the ukrainian guy yeah, and then we got Brady versus Vincent Murdoch, the guy you were just talking about there. Yeah, Brady's the one that looks like like a 16-year-old. He looks really young. I think he's actually... I'm not sure he was older, because Vincent Murdoch's young as well. So, that'll be good. I've, I'm rooting for Ricky Tercio. I sent him a message on Instagram telling him that he's got a new fan in me. Oh, yeah. He's, I like how he fights. He has got a motor on him. He does, he does not stop going. I mean, his... You know, he doesn't... It's almost kind of... I wouldn't say he Tony Ferguson style because Tony Ferguson just would take damage to 
way too far of an extent, but where, you know, he might not be the most skilled in a fight, but he will still do what he can to win. And he'll, and that's what I like a lot about Ricky is his heart. He's a real warrior. He's got the heart of a warrior. That's for sure. And same with Vincent Murdoch. I mean, anybody on that who's willing to get in there does, but he just has really proven it to me that he will not give up. And if it went into those, I've only seen him go into the third round twice now. I've only watched two of his fights. But in those two fights, it seemed like he could go another two rounds if he had to, and he would still be putting it on his opponent. So he's got a good gas tank, a good motor. He's got very uh, entertaining kicks and striking, so well-rounded. Yeah, and so. speaking of someone who didn't give up on uh, this past episode, there was a guy who was supposed to fight there, and he ended up having like an injury, and so he decided not to fight. And so they brought back someone who was originally an alternate on a two days notice to fight and that was pretty intense to watch yeah, what do you could, think about that it almost seemed like they they know oh my god you could just see, it looked like he was almost getting a little turned on when the guy was when he was interviewing him and he was like so you've been staying here on your own dime he's like yes he's yeah like, he quit his job wait. yeah he's like you quit your job just just at the hopes of getting a, a chance on the show he's like oh yeah quit my job i've got a wife and kids i gave up my health insurance for the opportunity to be on the show, and uh, unfortunately for him, yeah, it that, did not that was go his way. Pretty tough to watch. So Gilbert <laughs> oh. Arbina, I think that is his name. He ended up winning. And fun facts: both of his brothers were also on tough. Yeah, uh, they didn't. They weren't as as successful as he was, but it was still a pretty good um, fight. There, he got a body like on. Um, yeah, Michael and uh, yeah took him down to the ground and found his submission there so that was pretty interesting yeah. he won by uh, rear naked choke is it mm -hmm. yeah okay it was uh he uh kind of did like the Glover Teixeira style which I like a lot more for the ground instead of just going for position repeatedly on the ground and just holding the position he was softening him up with uh, ground and pound and then when you do that you know it opens opportunities for submissions Kind of like Glover, Glover Teixeira is like the Mount Rushmore of doing that. If you watch any of them, that's his style is get you to the ground, hit you until you move your limb in a way that I can get a hold of either your neck, your arm, and go for submissions. And if you're going to fight on the ground, you're going to be a ground style. Habib, Habib as well. Habib's actually the probably the best example of that ever. Now something to think about it yeah, the more I talk about it. Yeah, very good at smashing. Yeah, the smash. <laughs> Smash, he uh, is an expert in Smash. But, yeah, I like I like anybody. If some people hate on-the-ground work, I like it. Up, down, on the ground, rolling around. I love any second of fights, just about. It was great. It was unfortunate to watch that guy get starched after, you know, giving up a lot. Maybe he should go back to that job, unfortunately. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully they take him back, because... You know, I don't know if he's going to get another opportunity in the right. UFC. He didn't really show to have much in terms of anything. He didn't. I don't even think he landed a punch. I think he swung, missed, got taken down, and this was worked from there. And one thing I credit to that guy is being a fighter is very hard with cutting weight and training. And I don't know how he did it in two days. I don't know if oh, he yeah. was just always ready and ready at this oh, weight. Oh, yeah, he was or, ready. He yeah. was ready to go. 
So very dedicated. I like that about the Ultimate Fighters. These guys are hungry, and I think they want it more than these guys that are also in the UFC. It just seems like that as well. But either way, all these fighters are super motivated, and I love it. Yeah, the motivation is 10 out of 10. Especially on the new seasons, the motivation is all higher. On the old season, I actually like the old seasons more. Because it was way more like a reality show. Yeah, I agree with the alcohol and the fighting. Yeah, because it was like almost like how you'd see like baseball and like the 1800s or football when they were wearing like leather hats, helmets, and these guys had like day jobs and they keep going like work as an electrician. That was the leather hat era. Yeah, the the leather helmet era. And it was, but instead of it being, you know, and black and white, and you don't get to see it. It was on cable television for everyone to see. So these guys would just get blackout drunk, literally destroy the house. Like, Dane White has a good quote. He says, the last thing you want to be is a door on The Ultimate Fighter. Because people <laughs> just destroy so many doors. Yeah, they play, they, they play this little clip over and over again of Rampage Jackson. Yeah, just Rampage. obliterating the Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben. He was... It was Forrest Griffin was sleeping in the room. He had nothing to do with what was going on. And Curtis Lehman just goes and smashes his door. He's like, what is going on up there? Can you imagine that? Just sleeping in the room and someone just start beating, the, literally breaking the door down. Yeah, yeah. Just blackout trunk. Yeah, you almost feel like you got to have some type of like genetic mutation or something going on with the brain to even be like these guys. And, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, back then a lot of those guys came from rough past now now the guys are more it's a real sport now and they understand the opportunity that they have on the show compared to back then the first five seasons of the ultimate fighter though are some of the greatest television you'll ever see if you guys haven't seen it it's on espn plus yeah go watch it i like the first season the most the first season and the fifth season are my favorite ones yeah, one thing Grayson continues to remind me back is the Von, Von Flew, was that? The, oh, yeah. Uh, That's uh, season two, I believe, Von Flew. Yeah, when you, when you catch the Von Flew, it's hard not to root for that guy. He uh, he put on a great show on there, and uh, he, he, did, he ended up losing on The Ultimate Fighter eventually. But he when he was fighting, when his fight that he won, he was a last-minute fill-in, just like the other guy. Somebody fell out for some reason or another, so he came on the show late. Jason Von Flew. The Von Flew choke is named after him, if you didn't know. It's a kind of like a... It's hard to describe, but you kind of use your shoulder and arm to choke somebody out while you're on top of them. I wonder... I think they would count it as a type of guillotine, but anyway. I'm not too much of an expert on that. Um, essentially, he's on the show, and he had to fight a guy who was the first pick of the other team. And there's an interview of him. He's like sitting by the pool and he's like, I got to fight a guy who's better at striking than me, who's better at grappling than me, who's faster than me. He's pretty much better than me in every way. And I still got to figure out how to go and win. And literally, just like Ricky that we were talking about earlier, with just pure determination, went out there and he did it. He beat him. He won. And I caught the Von Flu. I caught the Von Flu after that. So... (laughs) I was rooting for him. I was pretty disappointed when he ended up losing to uh, that little grappler meatball there that was on the show. I can't remember the guy's name. But... His career didn't go very well after that. Besides, he did get the Von Flu choke in a fight night one night. But aside from that, he kind of got beat up pretty bad, Von Flu. But hey, you know what? Kudos to him. 
He is a real warrior. He's got the heart of a warrior. So. Yeah, he's got a place in our hearts. Yeah, the pun. <laughs> I'll never forget his name. Yeah. So, so uh, let's talk about that card we watched last night. Oh last my night. How God, crazy was it that? It was so good. That was one of the best fight cards. Aside from the judges ruining two two fights, it was so good. Most of the people didn't even leave it in the hands of the judges. That was so many finishes. Oh, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was amazing. Woo! From start to finish, really, the fights were great. Yeah. They were great. What do you think your uh, favorite fight on the card was? My favorite fight on the card? I... Probably Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa because yeah, that, was that was a, a good one. That was a striking fanatic right there. It was a great comeback. I love a good comeback. There are two real good comebacks. Yeah, comeback card for sure. Yeah, there are two real good comebacks. I mean, I guess you have to count three, even though the judges definitely gave uh, Pava that win. But so that would be a comeback as well. But I liked a lot Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa. 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 I think is how it is. He had Joe Lozon in his corner, who was actually on Season 5 of The Ultimate Fighter. Throwback to there. He had him in his corner. And um, Randy Costa, I think he hit him 50 times in the head in the first round. The strikes were like 51 to 14 for the first round. Something crazy like that. Yeah, Yanez was behind in the first round there, and he came back and made the adjustments. and... And he made the adjustments, and he definitely showed that he had the better gas tank and the better chin to even take that. Yeah, and he's on a four-fight uh, knockout streak. Yeah, if they, they the contender if you series. count contender, yeah. I think they only say three because they wouldn't count contender for his knockout uh, streak. But he's on a three-fight, in three-knockout streak in the UFC. Super exciting. I love when the little guys, like 135ers, have power like that. And he nailed Randy Costa with an uppercut. Oh, my God, I love a good uppercut. I, it wasn't quite a bus driver uppercut. Was, driver, yeah, that's when you take it. That's when you come from down low, like the meat. <laughs> if you've ever seen the old video of the of the bus driver like arguing with some woman, and she's talking smack, and he just I can't remember if it was a woman or a man, but essentially this bus driver rails out this from like the he he dips down from like his foot and just comes out <laughs> with an uppercut. Cody Garbrandt had a really good bus driver uppercut against the Sun Sow. Oh, yeah, Last that is year. a new term on the podcast, yeah. bus driver uppercut. Now, people have said that before. It's not, that's a term people use, the bus driver uppercut. So if you but. hear that on the podcast, that's what we mean. Yeah. Coming all the way from the foot. Yeah, it's a, yeah, from low. When you, take your, when you come from low down with, your, with the fist for an uppercut. And that was impressive. It set it up for the TKO. And at either time one of these guys fights, I will not miss it. That's for sure. Randy Costa or Adrian Yanez. It, oh, it really did take someone as good as Adrian Yanez to beat Randy Costa. Yeah, very impressive yeah. win for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Too proud. That's why MMA will always be better to, than boxing to me. In boxing, you would have never seen two prospects like that be matched up against each other. And they went, they went at it, and it was... Very, I mean, it was amazing. It was such a good fight. Do you have uh, any fights that you really liked? I really liked uh, Darren Elkins oh, versus uh, yeah. Derek Menner. I think that's saying that was a very impressive fight. I was very impressed with uh, yeah. Darren's gas tank there Darren and the all his damage. toughness. Yeah, Darren the damage. That was really wild. He could definitely take some damage for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. I see where the nickname comes <laughs> yeah. from. 
Yeah, you don't want to gas out against a man with the nickname Damage. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, oh my goodness. Derek Minner is an impressive win, too. Oh, yeah, he looked great until he ran out of gas for sure. He even had yeah. uh, three submission attempts. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only person to ever submit Darren Elkins is um, Charles Oliveira. Who's, oh, he's so good. I mean, he's the best. He has the most submissions ever in the UFC history. Oh, uh -huh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he has the most... I think he has the most finishes ever, but he has the most submissions ever. And um, that's the only guy ever to submit Darren Elkins. He got him in an arm bar. So when he was going for some of those things, I'm like, oh. But he did have him deep on that one arm bar. At one point in the fight, I was like, oh, is he going to get him? Is he going to get him? That was the closest he got. Right. Woo, that was intense. But he gassed, and Elkins got on top of him and just started smashing him. And he hit him like 150 times before the ref finally decided to stop it. Uh, you know, that was amazing. If I love watching Darren Elkins fight. Yeah, Darren, the damage Elkins, that is one guy I will not be missing another fight from first. Yeah, year. he's on a two-point win streak now. He almost retired because he went on like a three- or four-fight skid Yeah. for a minute there. And uh, he was considering retirement, and I guess he in his post-fight he talks about it. He sat down with his wife, and she was like, I believe in you. If you can believe in yourself as much as I do, you can get in there and do it. And now he's coming off two back-to-back -back wins, two finishes in a row. So that's always good. 37 years young. He's got one of the worst tattoos, though. Yeah. <laughs> that damage, that's the damage on there. Yeah, I saw, oh I saw a comment on Instagram, like, with the money he won, he should be able to afford to get that tattoo removed. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I mean, if anything, it is menacing. Yeah. You know, some of the bad tattoos might even help, because, like, I wouldn't want to fight a guy with crazy tattoos yeah, like that. Yeah, no way, for sure. <laughs> Destroy me. So shout out to Darren Elkins. That was amazing. I would, whew. Yes, taking and dealing the damage, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he took it and dealt it. That was a Diaz-style fight there, where you just take it until he, until the guy runs out of gas and then finish him off. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about that main event. What do you think about TJ Dillasol versus Corey Sanhagen? Woo! You know, I actually had it three rounds for Sanhagen, but what do I know? I'm not a judge, but... I should be, I think. <laughs> yeah, what do the judges know? Yeah, well, they literally messed, messed up two of them real bad. We can talk about that later, though. It was so good, though. It was close. Yeah, TJ's eye was so bloody, yeah. and there was a huge cut right yeah, there. I give that fight open. a 5 out of I'm 5 glad, for sure. I, I'm glad they did not stop it. I was worried they were going to stop it because it was dripping into his eye. I was like, oh, don't stop it, don't stop it. And they're like, can you fight with it? Are you going to fight with it? He goes, of course. Yeah, that was a very close <laughs> yeah. decision. I just admire all the toughness from You know, it fighters. wasn't the outcome I was hoping for. Yeah, same. But. It was still a great show. It was great. And I'll, I'll give it to TJ afterwards in his post-fight. The fact that he was willing, he's willing to fight again before getting a title shot. If, you know, it's too long of a layoff. He doesn't want to have a long layoff since he just had two years suspension. He doesn't want to wait too long and sit on a title shot, which that's great. I hate. I really hate it when guys sit on a title shot, uh, when they just know when they think, oh, I'm gonna get a yeah. <laughs> when uh, those letters are in order, but like Colby Covington, he fought Usman, then he beat Tyron Woodley, who's not even in the UFC anymore. And now he's just sat around waiting till he gets a title shot. And it's like, come on, I want to see you fight. 
I want to see you fight. My favorite fighters will fight twice a year, no matter what. I want to see the. I want to see you guys fight. Don't take it away from me. And fight. the fighters that fight more tend to be better, in my opinion. Well, well, at least they, you know, the guys who aren't active for a while, they seem to have a tough time coming back yeah, from what I've seen. Well, if you're too active, you can take a lot of damage. Yeah, not five times a year or anything. Well, even, I mean, you could get into the, get into a fight with the wrong guy and yeah. all of a sudden your career is over. Like, my man, my favorite. I still can't go back and watch it. Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. I haven't been able to go back and watch that one. Because, I mean, he was a changed man afterwards. But anyway, aside from that, back to the main event. If Sanhagen just wasn't throwing so much spinning stuff, I think he would have been able to piece him up a lot more. Because he got taken down off of, especially the kicks, the spinning kicks. TJ's too good at grappling and wrestling, and he's going to take that stuff away. You can't get stuff like that off against a guy that skilled and that experienced. So, of course, he may, he, he got he got a hold of the exploits, and... He did what he had to do to squeak by the close fight. So, the uh, CEO of EPO <laughs> will continue to rain on. Yeah, what are the strikes? Click on the strikes. What are the strikes here? No, that's Frankie Edgar. That one right there, yeah. What do we got? Yeah, he only had two more strikes than him. Yeah, you honestly, I do... Ah, man. As If you score it round by round, I had it three rounds for Sandhagen. I thought he won three rounds, but I can also see where they would have. Because look at that, two of nineteen. Take some down, of those, yeah, yeah no, what though? Some of those weren't even real takedown attempts. He was just pushing him against the cage, which they count that as a takedown attempt. So it was probably more like two of thirteen, maybe, which still isn't very good. But you know, it was a great fight. I'd watch it again anytime and. I mean, I've, I've, I'll always watch either of these guys fight any single time. It was a great main event to end a great card, close out a great card. Do you want to talk about some of the egregious judging that took place? Oh, yeah. There? So, let's see. What was that fight? There was two there, fights. The Kyler Phillips, Kyler Phillips. versus um, yeah. Raw Liam Pava? Pava. I think it's Pava. Pava. Okay, we'll call him Pava. That was a pretty great fight, but... There was... Well, before we get into that, there was that, and then Miranda Maverick. That one was even worse yeah, of a judge. Yeah, that one was a robbery. Was, that I was absolute. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was just I wasn't even looking at the screen because I was just so sure. Like, oh, yep, two rounds, Miranda Maverick, easy peasy. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at my phone, and then they called it for Macy Barbara. I was like, what? I didn't even really care who won that fight, but that was just to short someone that bad. Over and it's a it was a ranked fight like that's a setback in her career taken away by just someone who's bad at their job, essentially. But at the best, Kyler Phillips versus Pava it got fight of the night. It was amazing round one especially. It should have been round one should have been a ten eight. I don't even know I don't know anybody else. You want to talk say, a little bit about the scoring because I learned this yesterday about how. Yeah, we can. Oh, sure, I can tell you about. It. So it's a ten point must system. So both fighters start with ten points. If you lose the round, essentially you lose a point. So you get ten nine. Like the winner would have ten points, the loser would have nine points. If you do even worse, you can lose more than one point. So if you're really getting beat up, you'll get lose two points. Or if you commit a penalty, you could lose a point. So that's why I'm saying 10-8. Meaning he should have lost two points for that first round. And at best, 
it would have been a tie off of that. And, God, the judges just make a mockery of the sport sometimes. Yeah, Kyler had more takeoffs, more strikes, more knockdowns, yeah. everything, yeah. just to be clear. Oh, yeah. He was, had, he was ahead on strikes, takedowns, control time, everything. Everything. He was ahead on every department. And I guess that round-by-round round scoring, they gave it to they gave rounds two and three to, to Pava. And now we had the first round. It was a 10-9. And just a little bit about Pava. He's coming up um, in weight. He was, uh, I think, ranked number 12 in yeah, flyweight. Yeah, ranked 12th in flyweight. He couldn't make up missing weight, so he had to go up in weight. It was really killing him to make 125. So now he's at... 135 and he's gonna be ranked 14th at least now he's gonna steal phillips ranking yeah tower phillips so man it was unfortunate i honestly i only can give that fight a four out of five because the judges yeah of the judging that, gave, they ruined it for me like, yeah i gave I, it a four out of five they as ruined well. it for me they ruined it. it well it's not as good to go back and watch it because you know the outcome yeah now the you know the outcome is just ruined or is there anything on that that's all main card stuff was there anything on the preliminaries that stuck out to you uh mickey gal versus oh, mickey, uh, you're so fine you're so fine you blow my mind he has one of my favorite walkout songs mickey gal he uh, was playing jordan williams who was also on contender he used to fight at 185 and uh he i guess since he's a diabetic he couldn't really cut weight but since he's been making decent... He got an insulin sponsor, was what they were saying in the pre-fight okay. stuff. So now he has an insulin sponsor. He can actually get down and wait. But man, he got worked over pretty bad. Mickey Gall was... He, Mickey Gall, I guess, just discovered that he has a powerful right hand. Because he was dropping him and tagging him with that right hand on the feet. It was impressive. He was, he was His striking looked improved. It didn't look very good against Mike Perry, and Mike Perry's striking has not looked good at all since then. As much as I really like Mike Perry, it's yeah, he's Mike really Putnam Perry, my he's, favorite. Yeah, he's really looked like he's recessed, unfortunately. But he's, up, I mean, I love watching any of these guys fight. So I'm hoping he uh, has worked on that, and you know, his striking looked good. Yeah, and uh, Mickey Gall won that fight by submission in the first round. Yeah, yeah, he definitely he like broke him down. He broke him down. Just like Darren the Damage broke down Derek Minner. Uh, Mickey Gall broke down Jordan Williams. Even after he beat him, Jordan Williams was just sitting there, like, deflated. Like, man. 0-2 in the UFC. Can't at 170. But, and he was the favorite, Jordan Williams was. But I didn't, I did not agree with that for the odds. Because Mickey Gall is no joke. He's being, he's actually the only person to ever beat CM Punk because, uh, the other loss of CM Punk got me turned into a no contest because the guy smoked weed. Oh, okay. So he's the only one to ever beat CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk is all one and one. Yeah, those were some <laughs> interesting odds. So I think historically through watching UFC, I've seen some pretty disrespectful odds for sure. Yeah, especially... well, these were close. They weren't disrespectful. Uh, yeah, I was just saying they do get pretty crazy sometimes. Dustin sure. versus Connor too. Connor was a minus 370. I was like... <sighs> There is some good value yeah. on Dustin Poirier in that one. So, And uh, when Tony fought Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje was the underdog. There was good value on that. But those odds weren't too far apart. There has been some pretty disrespectful odds at times. But that's just how people bet. Yeah, It's just how people bet. It's not like the numbers move because of where the money is going. So, 
Yeah, and um, so who do you think should be Five Dollar of the Week? Who are you thinking? I have the couple that I was thinking, and we'll have to hear from the fans. I'd like to hear what the fans think out of these. I would like to put up Adrian Yanez for one. I agree. Adrian Yanez definitely belongs in there. Because that fight was so good. I mean, I love a good comeback. And, of course, I mean, we already went over why. I mean, it was a great right. fight. Do you have any anybody in mind that you thought would be good on there? I'm really thinking uh, Darren Elkins. They're yeah, in the damage. of course. Yeah. yeah, Darren, of course. He had to be on there. And, and we'll throw in Mickey Gall. Yeah, Mickey Gall. He, I mean, he put on a great performance. Oh, yeah, for sure. He did. It, wasn't, it was just more of a... He just worked the guy over. The other two were great comebacks. So, those are, yeah, those are three great ones. Kyler Phillips could have made it if they would have gave him his deserved win, but yeah. he, didn't, he didn't. So, so we, can't, we can't make so, him fight yeah, of the week. Let us know great. what you think for one of those. Yeah, send us a DM, comment, let us know. Out of those, I'd say I'm leaning towards Adrian Giannis. Do you have any that you're leaning towards? Definitely leaning towards the damage. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones are both great. Well, we'll let the fans be the deciding vote then. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you guys a little update, and uh, just so you know, Grayson, we do count knockout tallies on the show, so there was five knockouts on this card, so mm-hmm. pretty good, and so now we have ten knockouts since the podcast started, <laughs> so pretty good. I think that tells you how action-packed the sport is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, yeah, especially yesterday. I mean, these last two cards had a lot of finishes, so it's been two, two pretty good weeks in a row of points. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. These have been some really good fights. I feel like I've gotten my money's worth with ESPN Plus, for sure. $2 a month. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't have ESPN Plus, go check that out, for sure. There's a lot of good stuff. Well, we're not sponsored, so... Oh, yeah, not sponsored, for sure. Not sponsored. That's where you can watch it. Um, If they want to sponsor me, Disney, hit me up. Come on, give me some of that money. Yeah, send us some money. You could throw it away. If anything, pay for my... Give me my subscription. At least give me the two bucks back. Let me get a free (laughs) subscription out of this at least something here (laughs) you got the money you could give claws you could give claws in deja b is for brutal two dollars you could sponsor us two dollars just for two pennies what is that two (laughs) tenths a day or whatever yeah i don't know what that would come out so yeah 30 days i don't know that whatever it's incalculable incalculable math yeah brain doesn't (laughs) work that good but anyways uh dm us let us know what your picks are follow us on instagram b is for brutal that's on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I do post on Twitter a little bit during the fights, and there's some good clips, good memes on there. Check it out again. Instagram, B is for Brutal, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.